Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Career Builder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job. The skills you bring to work. And Career Builder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits. Jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com. <laughs> it's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. And the theme here is that I do too many podcasts. John Schmoke here with Jonathan Casillas. I'm sure Piercing's going to edit that out in the recorded version. So unless you're listening live, you have no idea what I'm talking about, and that's okay. <laughs> Giants getting ready to play in the divisional playoffs against the Philadelphia Eagles. John Schmoke, Jonathan Casillas with you on Big Blue Kickoff Live, brought to you by Pepsi Zero Sugar. New and improved, zero never tasted so good. Mr. Casillas, how are you, buddy? I'm fantastic. I mean, the Giants are playing in a divisional round against a divisional opponent. Uh, I'm feeling good about it, too. I'm actually confident in this matchup. Why? Well, number one, it's hard to beat a team three times. I think that's kind of like the, the the saying. But I love the momentum that the Giants have right now. I think they played probably their best game collectively uh, that last week against a very talented Vikings team. And they have momentum. They have the confidence that they can go down and beat Philly. I know this locker room from the guys that I've been around and the coach that I've been around, Coach Debo, Wink Martindale, they feel like they can go down the turnpike and beat these guys. And we're talking about a very, very talented Philadelphia Eagles team. I think they think they can beat them. Like everyone believes that they can beat them. And that says a lot for sure. I think that's Dayball. I think that's a lot to do with the, the play of the quarterback, Daniel Jones, and how magnificent he's playing and how confident he has been. And he's steadfast. And I think everybody just kind of feeds into that. And that's what you're seeing from the Giants in, I guess, the later half or that last quarter of the season. All right, I'm going to make sure I give a lot of time to the callers to get in on this show. I want to get a couple more things from you. I'm on again with Lance tomorrow, so I won't give my full thing today. I'll wait for tomorrow for that. Uh, but, JC, my two huge things for this game are as follows, and then you can take it whatever direction you want. Number one, offensively, this isn't the 31st-ranked defense in football. <laughs> this is a team that's the top-ranked pass defense in football and a top-five defense overall. 70 sacks. Allow me to repeat that for you. 70 sacks Seven over zero. the course of the season, which is a ridiculous number. Only two short of the NFL record set by the Chicago Bears back in 1984. So they have a great pass rush. All their pass rushers should be on the field and healthy in this game. And their secondary plays very tight coverage. They have very talented players. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's back. They got Slay. They got Bradbury. Their safeties are good. So for the Giants' offense, you know, they've turned into more of a passing offense the last few weeks. Don't think that's going to be the case this week. You know, Brian Dable and Mike Kafka talked about the last couple of days. This is a group of guys that game plans based on the opponent. I think when they see the Vikings, they see a team you can throw on. I can't imagine that's what they're going to – see when they look at the Eagles on tape again for the third time in basically a month and a half. So I, I got to imagine, and for me, this is just a huge test right now for this Giants offense, right? Like, if Daniel Jones can come out and do what he did against the Vikings against this Eagles defense, that's a whole nother level for me. And that brings him even further up the quarterback tier list for me because this is going to be a whole different challenge for the Giants offense against that Eagles pass rush and that Eagles secondary. And I think this is going to have to be a big Saquon running a game and a big Daniel running a game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think collectively as a, a three-core unit, offense, defense, and special teams, the Giants have to pitch a perfect game. 
they have to play a perfect game against this team. They have to play the best game they've played all year. Yes, 100%. They can't allow things to happen. Like the first game was like the worst game that they played all year, allowing a couple sacks on the first drive, uh, the, the, the botched field goal. The Julian Love non-interception. Three 30-plus-yard touchdowns allowed in that game. And it was – I just watched it again. Like, I literally just oh, watched it. Why'd you do BD. that to yourself, dude? And I was like, oh, my God. I forgot how sick I was. That was bad. With that game, you know. And, and the play that the play that Julian Love missed on, on the one, that way hurt me the most. He was tracking the ball but not the receiver. That's what hurt me the most because it's like when your best players are doing things like that, that's not a good sign. You know, you expect that out of somebody really young or inexperienced, but not a guy who is a captain of your team, a guy that knows that, that you know, make a play like that, you know? And look, I, I'm glad they got that out the way. You know, I feel like this team has improved so much, not only just at quarterback or at running back because Saquon's healthy, but all around, you know? And then the health of the team is getting better. I think attrition was a, a major factor in the Giants' success halfway through the season when, or lack thereof, <clears throat> because of so many guys that were out. Yeah, in that first Eagles game, no McKinney, no Jackson, and no Leonard Williams in yep. that game. Big deal. Yeah, big deal. I mean, these are these are Pro Bowl caliber type of guys, you know, and now that they're all healthy. And now that they're all healthy and they're playing at a high level. And how about Dory Jackson last week and what he did? He shadowed the best receiver in the league. He had a lot of help, though. He did have and, a lot and, of help. And, and he was in zone. It wasn't like he was playing man. He was in but, zone And we spoke about time. Wink Martindale kind of sticking to his guns. He kind of got outside of that. Oh, no, he didn't stick to his guns. He changed. But we, I think we spoke about this. And I don't know if it was last week or, or weeks prior, but we spoke about Wink kind of staying in his ways. And I talked about, like, bro, you got to kind of switch it up against a guy like Justin and Jefferson. Did. And you have to. So I look at this, and, and the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing that up, because against this Eagles team, the first time, of course, that didn't nothing. You couldn't stop them at all. You know, a lot of uh, mistakes, uh, failed opportunities, of course. And that was heavy man, heavy blitz game. Yeah, and and that doesn't work against this team, especially if they're going to play like that again. And I'm talking about a healthy Jalen Hurts, which he's off the injury report. Uh, you know, where they're going to run the full offense like how they normally run the offense. Now, you know, there's t- there's times where they look human. You know, I think, and I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think a week eight, the week eighteen game against the Giants was evidence of that. I think the commander's loss was evidence of that. I like that one better because Hurts was healthy in that game. I feel right. like in week 18, that was almost like a shell of the Eagles offense yes, that they were. I agree. I agree. And they were mindful of his injury. And oh, it yeah. looked like that's what they went at. But at the same time, that was good for the Giants because we talked about this before. Oh, Bill's confidence. I've never really seen a team lose in a regular season and look like they won the game or didn't look like they lost. And that's what happened with the Giants. And you take that from the, the Colts game and then the last Eagles game and then the Vikings game. That's basically three like momentum momentum building games. You know, of course, the loss is with the, with the Eagles, but they're all momentum building. And like there is not a team I feel like more confident right now than than uh, than the New York football Giants. You know, I think it's a surprise for a lot of people. But then it, when you ignite. Because, uh, uh, look, our fans, the Giants fans, they're real fans. They don't really stick by you when you are not good. I'm talking about, like, they're going to get on you when you're bad. They're going to talk crap about you. They're not going to come to the games. But when you're good, oh, you have the full support of the area. And, you know, the Giants, it spreads New Jersey, New York, a little bit of Pennsylvania, a little bit of Connecticut. Sure. And then a lot of people from this area moved throughout the country. A lot of people they went like the birds. They went down south. There's a lot of Giants fans in Florida and Texas and all over. It'll be tough for them to get into that Philly building, though. Oh, I agree. Listen. And the ones and, that get it might not hey, survive. Hey, <laughs> be careful. And I've heard people talk about this. Paul Dottino did it on the show with, uh, with, Russ, with Russ. Be careful, guys, when you go down there. Like, you might want to not talk as much crap as you used to talking because it's Saturday night. People have been drinking all day long. Seriously, be careful. I'm serious. Be careful down there. Here's the thing. It's going to be a cold night, so wear all your giant stuff and then put the plain gray or black winter coat over your giant stuff. (laughs) You're still wearing it, but you're just not quite as obvious. If the giants win... Then take it off and you're good. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, no, no. You're right. Don't do that. <laughs> if the Giants win this game, right, there's going to be a whole bunch of very angry, angry Eagles fans around you. 
Be smart about how you're exiting that stadium. And take the Giants bumper stickers like off your car. <laughs> Don't have like the Giants bear in the back windshield. Get out early, guys. <laughs> get out early. Get to your car and take that nice drive up. So you can get it. You can avoid traffic too. Avoid a fight and avoid traffic if you get out there early. But look, I'm look, everybody's so excited for this game. I was just at PT for my Achilles. And we need to correct that, right? I'm just at PT. I'm almost done too. And there's an Eagles fan there. And it's some good banter back and forth because you know, I think that they know that they're in for a game. You know, I don't think they think that they're going to run all over the Giants like they did in that week, whatever, 15, 16 game that they played against the Eagles. What was that, 13? Uh, 14, yes. Week 14 game against the Eagles when they literally demolished the Giants, and I think that was the worst performance for the Giants. And I think you've seen a steady improvement for the Giants since then. And I think they understand that. I think the Philadelphia Eagles team, their roster, the coaching staff, understand they're in for a dogfight. They're in for a heavyweight 12-round-plus fight, you know, and there's going to be punches back and forth, the ebb and flow of the game. Momentum is going to be huge in this game, and you have to be pretty much flawless to get a W either side because the way the Giants are playing right now, the Giants have been making a lot of mistakes. They haven't been a team throughout the year offensively that turned the ball over a lot. So you got to be noted. You got to think about that when you're going into this game, and defensively they just got better and better and better. Now, the run-stopping ability is the question that I have for the Giants, which I've always had for the Giants, especially this year because they've been consistently averaging over five yards a carry, giving up. And then the last game, Philly rushed for what, 250? Yeah, no, well, the first Miles game. Sanders, the first game oh, yeah, yes. first game. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders had 150 by himself. Boston Scott had a kick return. And you know what's so crazy? Because they call Boston Scott – the, what they call him, the giant killer or something like that? What was it? What is it, Paul? What yeah, something like that. Giant the killer. giant yeah, killer. He's like the 15th ranked guy or 20th ranked guy on his team. No. There's so many better players than Boston Scott on his team. And he's the guy that they call the giant killer. It's insane. I know. They're right. very talented, Schmel. Oh, they're extremely talented. The very talented. Bowlers, All-Pro, Hall of oh Famers. Let me go down the list. All right, folks, I'm going to have to step out in about three or four minutes here. I have to go interview Dory Jackson. The Tino's going to step in for me for probably about 15 minutes. Then I'll come back. Then Paul can go in the locker room, talk to his guys, and uh, then we'll wrap up the show. Before I do that, Jonathan, I want to get one more thing from you um, before we start taking calls here, and, and Paul steps in for that. Just give me what your approach would be for the Giants in this game, X's and O's wise, on offense and on defense against a specific opponent. Well, look, I like the approach that they had last week. I think it was a little too much run with Daniel Jones. Um, and I, I'm not talking about the 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 non-designed runs on the scrambles. I'm talking about, I think it was a second or third drive where they ran Daniel Jones like five or six, seven times in a row. Yeah, that was their 20-play, 10-minute <clears throat> It's a little too much Mm -hmm. for me. A little too much for me. But I like the approach of we want to be physical, we want to establish a run, and we want to continue to run the ball on this team. I just like Saquon to get the ball a little bit more, but I love how they did it last week where they gave him the ball from different positions. He was located in different spots than he's normally at, which is seven, eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. He was lined up in like an H-back position. They was putting him at wide receiver. They gave him the ball in different ways. He is your best player. I think you continue, continue to do that and then allow Daniel Jones to do what he does, which is create and be decisive and make smart moves. Defensively now, I think you got to do similar to what you did last week. I think you have to double A.J. Brown at times. I don't know if you could do that the entire game. Yeah, because can you do that? Because then you basically have two safeties deep against that run game. That could be a problem, right? It will be a problem. But because the defensive line has played so well, and I've been saying this for the last month, you got to rely on them to make plays in the run game. You got to rely on them to make plays in the uh, the RPO game. They have to be able to make decisions, and you got to be able to do have a guy be responsible for two different things. You know, which is a lot to ask. It is a lot to ask. But like I've been saying, it's very capable. The Giants' D line is very capable of making plays. I think they're capable of thinking. I think they're capable of literally blowing up this entire game, like they did last week. And Dexter Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence can do it by himself. Which we saw. Yeah, him versus Jason Kelsey is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and look, I look, I I, I take Dexter Lawrence. Uh, Kelsey is just he's so savvy. He's been around the game for so long. He's a Hall of Famer, I mean, but he's, he's not a big guy. No, he's two ninety five. He's it. not a big guy. Dexter yep. Lawrence is a huge man. Dexter, you better kick his ass, okay? Look, Dexter, look, I will. I'll say this flat <laughs> out, and I know there's you know Saquon's great, Andrew Thomas is great, Daniel's been really good. Dexter Lawrence is the best player on this team. Yes. 
I agree. He just is. Yeah, I agree. He dominates, dominates. every game. I mean, J- Jonathan, I don't want to get over the top here. I think the Giants lose by a score last week if Dexter Lawrence isn't playing in that oh, game. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. That's and, how important he was to that defense. But he's been important the entire year. You've seen his consistency throughout the whole entire year, and that's why he's first-team All-Pro yeah. because he's really that good. You know, I think, and then, I think he only got second team, which is or whatever, whatever, whatever the case is, all pro no, means he, you're one of the top Paul, 22 Dex. guys. Paul, Paul, was Dex first or second team all pro? He was second. second. That's what I thought. Him and Andrew were both. But second what team. I think the right. Giants have to do, they have to be able to protect yep. Daniel Jones. You know, give Evan Neal some help, um, mix it up. You know, don't allow these guys. You know, four guys that have over double digit sacks, which is mm-hmm. insane. You know, and they're all on the defensive line. Like they're they're not really blitzing a lot of guys. They're doing a lot of four down, four you know, four man rushes. And not stunts either. They just go one to on just one go and say go and kick your ass. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little hype, so yeah, you know, curse tell. words on like the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, don't Who are you talking to, Paul? If, if there's any better to calm people down, it's gonna be Paul Latino. <laughs> all right, let me do a little copy here. Big Blue Kickoff Live is brought to you by Pepsi Zero Sugar, new and improved zero. Never tasted so good. Don't forget, folks, follow at Giants on Twitter and retweet to win a $100 Team Store gift card and Modelo prize pack. For every point the Giants score, one lucky fan will win. 31 fans won last week because the Giants scored 31 points. Drink responsibly. Modelo, a special beer. Imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois, 21 What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, bro. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to our first caller. As you call and talk, Mr. Joe in Pennsylvania, I'm going to step out. The Tina will slide in, and I'll be back in around 15 minutes. All right, let's go, go to Joe in Pennsylvania. You're up now with Paul and Jonathan. Hey, Joe. Hey, hi, guys. I'm, I'm really excited, too. It's just I, I could watch YouTube all day, everybody's podcast, and, and, the, and the Philly stations on their comments and all the networks. I, I could watch it night and day, everybody's comments on there. It, it, it's really getting me hyped and exciting. We did beat the Eagles three times in 2000. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think, has a better rep. Well, he, he won one playoff game. Hurts hasn't won a playoff game. He's 0-1. Uh, I think he has a better record, Daniel Jones, against, playing against Hurts against the Eagles than Hurts has against the Giants. Joe, may, maybe Jones. I should maybe I should just call a timeout right here. History won't matter. No. Saturday oh, is know. Saturday. I know. I'm Nothing of I... those things matters, including the fact that the Giants haven't won at the Lincoln oh, since 2013. Oh. Those things no longer matter. When they kick off, it's their 46 against the Giants 46, right. and let's get it on for four quarters. Absolutely. Right, and, and, and I, the Giants, as far as I'm concerned, their offense has evolved 100% since we uh, played the, the, the Eagles back in when we lost by 48, uh, whatever, 20-some or something like that. But to me, the biggest two things is uh, the Giants there on offense is right, we did good when we played them the second time blocking because they were going for the sack record, and I don't even think Thomas played that game. He did not. So, so uh, I, you know, it, it's a whole different it's, – it's, it's getting rid of the ball quick and, and be able to the, the block, uh, giving Daniel time on offense. And on defense, we could play everything great, but then the play could break down and Hurts can, can do something with his legs. So – it's got to contain them, and uh, like you said, playing a perfect game with uh, 
no turnovers. That's I'm just typed up, and thanks for taking my call. And this is like the Super Bowl to me. Going a lot of a lot of them are saying, you know, it's like 2007 all over again. That it, it could go tough. That there's so many similarities. So, but we we got to be very proud of our team, the way they are playing, and the coaching. And I says maybe our system can get to just as good as the 49ers that everybody's playing so good and you can put a third-string quarterback in there and everything will be running fine. So all I can say is go Giants, and um, I'm very proud of them, and I thank God they're in there and they turn the quarter no matter what, they're going to play a good game Saturday night. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the uh, the game. You know, I understand after all the difficult seasons that this team has had over the last decade, Jonathan, why he would say, like, this is his Super Bowl, because you're playing the arch rival in their building in a playoff game. I get that. But I'll be frank with you. A, the Giants are not just happy to be here. They believe that they belong, okay, number one. And number two, this is the road to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You can't look at this game as the Super Bowl because if you do and you advance, well, then you've already used up all your bullets. Yeah, you know, blew your load already. But this is the division around, you know, and sitting at the number six seed uh, in the past, you knew you were on the road every single game. Like, you already knew that. There was a little bit of hope that the Giants, you know, if the Packers would have slipped in. got rid of that. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) did. And you got to do it. And the thing is, each – each game gets harder because even though they're the number one seed, both the fifth seed and the second seed already beat the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cowboys and the 49ers. Excuse me, not the 49ers, but the 49ers are probably yeah. better than the Eagles. Probably. That's a problem. Right a, now, that's yes, a probably, they right? are. And then the Cowboys just beat them not too long ago. So it's going to get harder. But let's just worry about this game, which is the division around. It's not the Super Bowl. Trust me, the Super Bowl gives you a little bit of different feeling. Okay, <laughs> everybody involved. Okay, this is a division, and this is a huge, huge game for the New York Giants. It's a huge game for the Eagles because everybody's expecting them to dog walk the Giants. You know, and I think the I think the, the Giants are plus seven and a half, which is I do a little you know betting shows every now and again. So I talk about this. A lot of money's going towards the Giants because a lot of people think the Giants keep it close, but it's not too many people that believe that the Giants can win this game. All right. I got two things I want to ask you about schematically, and then we'll go right back to the calls. Folks, uh, I'll ask Jonathan to keep it brief because I know you want to chime in here. Number one, on defense, I do think we'll either see Jefferson or Collins on a part-time basis spying Jalen Hurts, especially if if he shows early on that he is willing to run. Agree or disagree? I don't know if I agree with that because their offense is so powerful. Like, they, they don't just have Jalen Hurts. They got a – I mean, the, the A.J. Brown is one of the best receivers in the league, and uh, Smith, he's one of the best number twos in the league, if not the best number two in the league. And they have a really good tight end, and the Giants haven't done well against tight ends this year. Well, that tight end has been a problem here for a long time. Right. So they see that. So I don't know if you can do that. A lot. Maybe every now and again you spot and choose, you know, but I, I wouldn't – I probably wouldn't do it. I would just make sure that all four defensive linemen don't rush up the field, you know, put in some stunts that allow, you know, maybe to see a pocket that's that's closing, you know, and then have guys covering each other and just be real conscious about rush lanes because once you take a guy out of coverage, that opens up the, the passes down the field a little bit more, and I don't think the Giants can risk that. See, I wonder if they have enough faith in their front and even perhaps a, a corner blitz or even even one of the linebackers or safeties to where they don't think Hurts will have enough time to get that ball downfield anyway so you might be able to afford the spy. I got you. Understandable. That, that's, that's why I'm kind of thinking sometimes. That's like zero coverage, though. I know. Yeah. I know. That's why I, I, I wouldn't do it a lot. Right. I wouldn't do it a lot. But I, I, look, that's what I said. But I, I, don't... I dare him into throwing the ball in those situations and say, you know what, I think we can infect you so that the throw's going to go awry. You know what's so crazy, too? I think that's that should be the Eagles game plan against the Giants. I think the Eagles should spy on Daniel Jones because of the lack thereof of a dominant wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yes, Isaiah Hodges is having a great year. Tremendous year. He's not no A.J. Brown, you nope. know, 
No, no, no. And no, I think no, they, no. I think that's what they will uh, deploy against the Giants because of Daniel Jones' ability to make decisive decisions and run the football at opportune times. Where when he does it, there's no one around him. I think that's going to be their scheme that they deploy against the Giants. Okay, let me flop it to the other side. Yep. Vanette, double tight end. Yep. I would love to see the Giants, who I said on yesterday's show, have to run for at least 150 yards, maybe even more than that, to be able to control this game the way they want to and keep Philly's offense off the field as well. Because this needs to be a slugfest. If this is not a slugfest game, the Giants will not win. They get blown out okay? probably. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so they need to make it a slugfest, which means you have to run it a ton. I say... Vanette's a really good blocker at 6'6", 250-something pounds. I say get him in there in double tight end sets a lot. Not all the time, but a lot. And have him help out specifically Neil on the right side. I don't think Andrew Thomas is going to need much help. But get him on the right side. And, you know, okay, I get it. They know we're going to run. They know what we're going to do. I don't care. Just do it. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I, I just want... I want the Giants to mix it up both offensively and defensively because if you sit back and just sit back and drop back, the Eagles will destroy the Giants. It's suicide. They'll destroy them. So you got to give them different feels, you know, chipping every now and again, releasing it back, getting five out, screen plays, you know, timing up their blitzes at the right time. You know, this is going to have to be a masterful game from Kafka and and Wink Martindale. Yes, yes. And, And let's be real about this. The Eagles, they're not just more talented than the Giants. They're the most talented team in the NFL. I don't even know if it's close. They're so deep on defense. They got like eight defensive linemen that they rotate in that are all pro, all uh, you know, pro bowl caliber players, which there's no other defensive line like that. And then they got two all pro uh, cornerbacks. I mean, they got a, a, a safety nickel you know, guy that's leading the league in interceptions, and he hasn't even played a lot of games for this team. Like, they're so loaded. And then you got Miles Sanders who's running the ball, Goddard. Like, they're so loaded all over. Like, the Giants literally have to play their A game. And when I say their A game, number one, you can't do that BS kick punt stuff that happened last week. Not, I mean, last week. The, the first time that they played them, with the, the, that was one of the worst special team plays I've ever seen in my life. They have to play like they did against the Colts a few weeks ago and even better than they played against, against Minnesota last week. I agree. I agree. They they have now to play a perfect doable, game. Now it's doable, but it is doable. And and you have to make them make mistakes. You yeah. have to, you know, with what we call it, tips and overthrows. You got to catch those. Meaning, oh yeah, if you tip a pass and that ball is hanging in the air, it better not hit your hands and fall on the ground. You got to make those plays. Now Jonathan sits next to me in the box. Okay, during home games, he knows my pet peeve: drops, offensive drops or dropped interceptions. That makes me nuts, and yeah. you know that. Yep, those huge Makes missed me opportunities. Nuts. Those are huge missed opportunities. You get your hands on the ball, pick it off. Pick it off. You get baby. your hands on the ball offensively to keep a drive alive, don't put it on the ground. Yep, I agree. Back to the phones. <laughs> Let's go. Line ball. two, JP, you're next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, hey, um, Paul. Hey, John. It's nice to meet you guys. Um, first time caller. Thank you. So, um, Welcome. I, I Welcome. appreciate you uh, taking uh, my call. I have uh, one quick story and two quick comments. I Go ahead. Off air. Quick story is a little unfortunate, sad story. I hate, I hate, but it has a, has a good end into it. Well, I mean, a heartfelt ending. Um, recently, on January 26th, my uh, mom passed away uh, from uh, brain and lung cancer. She fought Ooh, hard for six sorry, years. That's, sorry, that's yeah, rough. Sorry to hear about that. My condolences to you and your family. Thank sure. you. I, I I appreciate that she she died with everyone around us and it was it was a beautiful way that she passed and she fought hard and um, I was I got to be a New York Giants fan in the oh six oh five season so I, that I was in high school so they won Super Bowl forty two in the next year and that really sealed it so I became a huge fan and I, that got my mom to be a huge fan and the one thing I, I taught her I'm like she doesn't know the players or the plays. I was like, Mom, if there's one thing you have to know about being a fan is that we hate the Eagles. And <laughs> it's, it's not like, Mom, it's, it's, it's like, I'm sorry, no, it's, it's not that we hate the Eagles. We hate fans of the teams. We don't hate the players or the coaches. Like, they're all, you know, good people trying to, like, do, do their best. But we hate the fans. So she always right, That's a strong it. word, so, by the way. Yeah, hate's, hate's a strong word. I'm sorry, just like. I'm, dislike. I'm sorry. You know Let, what? Let's go I, there. I, let's go there. I retract, dislike. I, re- I retract that. Dislike. There I, you I, go. I, I, I retract that. So, um, so I, I really hope that they win. 
um, for her. And so, I got and you. yeah, she she would text me all the time. Every time it's a touchdown with the hundred blue and, and red heart emojis touchdown. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, this this game just means a lot. And the fact that we won last week means a lot. So the the two of the comments that I would like to make to the players and to all of Big Blue, um, all of the fans, is I think we have two things. Um, we have the momentum to going forward. I feel like right now our team is like a wrecking ball, just like swinging through, and we have that. You know, we have one win. We have the win against the Commanders, the Colts, the the Bikes last week. So I feel like that's that has to feel really good for our team going forward. So so we have that. Uh, we're hot right now, and I um, I hope that Seagulls are cold right now. So. That's one point that I really, you know, think uh, it's important to stress. Confidence and, is high, and this team is determined. I would agree with you. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I, I agree. The other component I wanted to make was that the element of of story. Um, this is the third time that we're playing the Eagles, and I think that for any good book or movie, um, the most important part of the story is, is how it ends. The first game we got blown out by the Eagles, and we we, we just it was utterly horrible. Uh, game two, we didn't start our players; they barely won against us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Giants have an opportunity to really put a great end to the story and make a statement. Um, and uh, they have that confidence to go forward. Uh, so those are just two things I want to put in everyone's thoughts. Um, I, I hate to self-promote, but um, I run a fan page um, it's called NY Giants Fights. I don't post fights that the players do. It's um, Paul, I think you'll appreciate this. Ever since I understood the, the game of football, I always saw the games being like um, a t- uh, 12-round heavy set weight boxing fight where <laughs> the players go blow for blow, and who's going to be the last man standing? With Matchups the make so, fights, my man. Mm-hmm. Matchups yeah, make so, fights. So I thought, like, you know what? I'm a, I do graphic design. Why not make a player be punching the logo of the opposite team every week? So that's where that came from. Um, I post uh, creative, uh, unique content, and I just, I, I, I just enjoy being a high pitch. Um, thank you guys for all that you do. Um, I really uh, love your show, and I'll call back again. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> well, thank you, and thanks for dialing us up. Please do definitely call us back again. Uh, you know, uh, one thing to add, uh, Jonathan, to the, the, the caller's remark, and, and I get it, the passionate fans from both the Giants and Eagles because they're only a couple of hours separated on the turnpike make for one of the most hot rivalries in the league. Now, you played for a number of teams, and each one of those teams, I'm sure, had a hot rivalry. I don't know if you can compare it necessarily to the the viciousness of the Giants-Eagles. <clears throat> you can't. I think Giants-Eagles, and you got to throw the Cowboys in there too as well. Yeah, especially because, if you're Brandon Jacobs. Let me tell you something. You know, <laughs> right. You know me, I, I'm always in the community. You know, I'm always at schools. Yes. You know, and even in my hometown in New Brunswick and in Jersey City where I go, and I just hang out, right, with the people, you know, all the time, right? When you go into these places, there's a lot of Eagles fans, right? I play for New Orleans. There's not a lot of Atlanta Falcons fans <laughs> running around in New Orleans. There's Are there many Falcons fans, period? Right, that's what I'm saying. When you walk into these schools, like, I, first of all, I go to, I, I do play 60. I'm doing a play 60 event tomorrow, right? I'm going to go into this school. I already know. 
There's going to be like two Eagles fans in there with their Eagles jerseys on. Like, why did you wear that today? You you knew I was going to say something to you, you know? So even at a young age, they little a-holes, okay? They're little a-holes at a young age, all right? Now listen, I'm a little bit of an a-hole too, okay? Ain't nothing wrong with that. But they're training them early, okay? They're getting them started early, you know? But that's the thing. They're all over the place. That's that's what you get. For me, the difference here than the other teams that I've played on, that's the difference. They're like inside of this giant's uh, a geographical location. They're in there. I will say this. I talked to Hottie Ward uh, this week, and I asked him because he oh, he's a very vocal, energetic leader. Remember, his nickname is The Live Wire because of how energized he is and how he tries to get his team going. And I said, Hottie, you know, you've had a chance now to play Philly twice this year. Uh, we look at it as perhaps the hottest rivalry. Uh, you played in the Baltimore-Pittsburgh rivalry. And he said, oh, no, that's a different level. Mm. Baltimore-Pittsburgh, he said the hatred is everywhere. Mm. He's, he, 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 and he said, with all due respect, he goes, we're going to play Philly in a playoff game now. And he said, maybe I'll get a better taste and maybe it'll come closer. But he said to me, he thought actually uh, Baltimore and uh, Pittsburgh Has he played in a playoff the game? the nastiest one. Has he played in a playoff game, John Ward? I believe he has. Because if he hasn't, I think that'll change his mind this week. No, he, I, but he was with Baltimore when they went. Okay. Sure, a couple okay, years okay, back. They, okay, he was. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. So he has... But he has he played. He didn't play Pittsburgh. Did he played Pittsburgh in the playoffs. I don't know who they. You played see what you year. see my question. You see what I'm I don't asking. Know who they played that year. You play a divisional Check team out, in Pearson. the playoffs. Check it out. Like, like when I played for the Giants, which is not too long ago, guys. We got egged. Our buses got egged. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. But like it I wasn't was there. A, it wasn't a big deal, right? It wasn't well, a big deal. Like it was like, oh snap, they're egging our bus, right? But I heard they throw batteries. Now, oh. that's a different story. Oh, it's a Eggs, different story. They're not going to break anything. Batteries can break windows. Yes. Batteries can hurt people. Yes. You know, and that, yes. that's the capability that these guys are. And mind you, it's a Saturday night. This is not a Sunday 1 o'clock game. This is a Saturday night game. People are going to be thinking about this game all day, drinking and doing all types of stuff to get ready for this game. They're going to be there early. They're going to be there late. It's going to be a, it's gonna be fire. It's going to be a crazy they atmosphere. joke about Philly fans, but the truth is... I have never seen pictures or heard stories of any other fan base that threw ice balls at Santa Claus. <laughs> never. Not once. Who does that? Not once. By the way, Hottie did not play the Steelers, but he did go to the playoffs with the Ravens. I thought so. 2020. I thought so. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the phones. Who's next? Is that Freddie from Florida, Pearson? Let's take him. Hello, you're next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Hello. How you doing, guys? We're uh, great. How are you? you. I, I love the show today. You guys sound real positive. Um, Jonathan, loved you as a player. Uh, great guy, man. I, I, you know, awesome, awesome uh, time watching you. Thank uh, you. Back to the positivity with you guys. I, I know Lance is not on, but I got a little bone to pick with Lance. Uh, every time the Giants win, he always sounds so negative about our wins when we should be happy. And he always wants to put a perspective on the win. And he'll say, let's, you know, put it into perspective and let's dissect the opponent and why we won. And I just think it just sounds really negative. A win is a win. All right. We won. We won. Let, let him know about it next week when he's on the program. Will, Do you have another I will, point? But I love the positivity. It's the playoffs. I'm glad we're in. I Anybody like has a chance there. to win. And it doesn't like matter who's playing. There. Give me some. Give me some. Give all right. Some, we all good, Freddie? All right. Take Thank care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Y'all miss what Paul just did there. We go back to line two with Len from Maryland. Like You're that. next on the program. Hello. <clears throat> hey, guys. How you doing? We're very well. How are you? Good. 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 Hey, a little history. Um, first game I ever saw, Jonathan, I think Paul knows this, first game Dad ever took me to. 1952, in the old Polo Grounds, Giants, Eagles, wow. Eagles won the game. And I have disliked, your word, the Eagles ever since. Were That's you there when Bednarik flattened Gifford? I'm sorry? Were you there when Bednarik flattened Gifford? I was there in 60 when I sat sitting in the bleachers in the old Yankee Stadium when Bednarik flattened Gifford. Practically probably, took his head probably, off. Probably, you know, I probably... He probably would have been um, 
they probably would have had to sit him down for four games. You talk about an illegal <laughs> You think? Yeah, like that. As it was, he sat out for a whole yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've, really? Yeah, really I've like seen that. a lot of um, – uh, you, you know, Jonathan, I, I, I heard you slip a couple of minutes ago. I hope there's no repercussions for that, but thank you. I think I'm fine. <laughs> I think I'll be all right. Thank you. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, you know, the other thing, I, I think sometimes it gets downplayed. These, these two franchises, these two buildings don't like each other. And, and it's at multi-levels. And, oh, and it's been oh, going on. on for years. Hold on, Len. Yeah. Hold on. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Mr. Lori is very good friends with Mr. Mara and Mr. Tish. The families, these ownership groups, are actually extremely friendly. So please don't misconceive the fans of the Eagles and the fans of the Giants who will butt heads left and right. Do not, do not take that all the way upstairs. Because, to be frank with you, Giants ownership helped and campaigned for Mr. Lurie to be able to purchase the Eagles. That's how friendly oh, they wow. are with him. So Let's move on. It, Let's move just on. Just so you know. I got a couple. Oh, thank you. Let's move on. Got a couple of other things to you know to say here. Um, and I feel pretty confident about this game. Oh, one. Uh, Jonathan referred to this earlier in the show, and Paul, you and Lance. I'm sorry, you and Russ got into it yesterday. Uh, approximately 1990. Uh, but Paul will remember the old Veterans Stadium and the visitors' locker room, mm-hmm. the entrance to the visitors' locker room. I, I used to hang out there for that a lot of years, horrible. waiting for the buses, waiting for the buses to show up. And I'm there with my brother-in-law. It was a Monday night game, so we're talking 89, 90, 91, somewhere in that time frame. And uh, George Young pulls into an adjacent parking lot. I saw him getting out of the car, and I said to my brother-in-law, hey, let's go say hello to Mr. Young. And he was in the car, and his wife was in the car with him, and he got out, and we walked up to him said, Mr. Young. And he turned around, and he looked at us, and he was kind of shocked. I think he saw us in our giant garb, and that shocked him, because he said to us, what are you guys doing here? And I said to him, what do you think we're doing here? We're here to see the ball game, Mr. Mr. Young. And he said to me, he said to us, be careful. These people are crazy. <laughs> True story. And, and, True story. But, and right it's out of the still mouth that of way, Len. Yep. Are you going to Philly on Saturday? <laughs> no, I no. and I'll tell you why. Well, I, I got to be a certain age, and it got a little tougher to get there and, and you know get tickets and so forth. But it also got a little rough. I, I did it with my wife. We, I did it with my wife, 17, 18, brother-in-law along with us, 18, 19 years. And I just said to her one year, I said, you know, I, I, think, I think that's enough. This is, yeah. it's just out of control. It's just, so, Len, it's, it's Len we, we got to get to other calls. Please enjoy the game at home. Yeah. All right, be safe, yeah. Yeah. have let's fun. Go, let's go Giants. We're in a zone. We're, we're going to win this game. We're in a zone. All right. All right. I like it. We got it. Len is the opposite of uh, Charlie from Maine. Yeah, yeah, I remember Charlie. You know, mm-hmm. Charlie Charlie hasn't been heard from in a long, long time. I think he's he like... He called the, last week, Pearson? Did Charlie call on one of your shows? Week? Yeah, yeah. Okay. With, 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 with he knows better than to call me these days. It must because, have been after we lost you know, to the Eagles, because I don't think he calls after Exactly. Wins, yeah. You know. Really? Anyway, we go uh, back to line one. Mike is in Oakland. I think that's New Jersey, or could it be California? I'm not sure. Hello. It's up to a wait. I know. Mm-hmm. You're next on BBKL. Yeah, it's, it's California. It is California. California it is. All How right, about right. that? Bay Area. Yeah. Right. Um, I hope everything is safe out there. I know you yeah, guys have yeah, had some troubles with the weather. Yeah, we did all right. We're we're high above the uh, floodplain, so but um, you know, a little wet. But you know what has been great is just watching these Giants play. So you know that floats me up. Um, but the main reason I wanted to call was just because, you know, uh, a lot of people are asking the question, you know, what's going to be different this time? Like what gives the Giants a chance uh, to beat the Eagles this time around? So my, my answer to that is, is constant improvement. And um, one thing that I have, you know, really appreciated about this coaching staff and, you know, this uh, new GM is that, you know, they're – They'll they'll never just stick with a player because he's got a contract, he's got a salary, and he was expected to perform. You know they've made more changes. I you know I I think primarily about receivers and I think about um, you know linebacker. Um, some of the other changes have really been injury forced, but those have been performance forced. 
And, uh, well, I take that back on receiver. I'm yeah, the receivers have been rabid. But it's just, you know, yeah, I, definitely. But I guess then a uh, linebacker is the best example mm-hmm. of that. You know, they're just, you know, I, I'm i a Giants fan back in the day, you know, Carl Banks, Lawrence Taylor. And, you know, ever since, you know, I I, I started following the Giants back in those days, you know, I've, I've loved linebacker play, and I think, that, you know, it's been a while since we've had a dominant linebacker. And, um, you know, they're just, not, they're just not sitting back. They keep trying different combinations. They keep, um, you know, looking for ways to improve. So that's, that's why I think we've got a good chance to go in there and beat Philly is because of this coaching staff. You know, it's just constant improvement mentality. Well, I, I appreciate the sentiment. And, by the way, if San Francisco should win this weekend – uh, there's a very good chance the Giants will then have to uh, take care of business, of course, on Saturday and go out to San Francisco. So we hope to see you at that game. Who has a <laughs> tremendous middle linebacker in Fred Warner. Yeah, they do. He's good. So thanks for the call, Mike. Uh, appreciate that. Paul, I wanted to jump in, uh, not this call, but the call before, in terms of, I guess he said, we don't we dislike them at all levels. I never really disliked the team, like the players-wise. You know, like players. I don't go in... Like thinking I don't it's like the this helmet, guy, right? Know? It's the helmet, yeah, not it's, the players. It's, it's more it's of helmet. like I know I got to play this team twice. Like I know that this week I'm going to see some Philadelphia Eagles fans in the supermarket or something, and they're going to say something to me. It's not the players. Like there's not too many players that I've played against that I disliked. You know, like mm-hmm. there were some guys that I got into it with on the field, but that's like in the in the battle. But like afterwards, it's all respect afterwards because mm-hmm. we both understand what we've been through, you know? Like, when you get to the NFL as a rookie, you've already been tried and tested for years. And then you gotta get through that first year, and then you become a vet, and any vets have a res- have the ultimate respect for another vet, because that means you're playing at the highest level, there's only a certain amount of us, there's a lot, and you you understand that. Like, that's the understanding. So, yeah, you may not like a team, but when you go there, you're not disliking a player or nothing like that. Like, maybe Bart Scott did that when he played because he played. He, he was cursing out everybody when he There's played. There's no doubt that there are some guys who do <clears throat> exhibit a hot mentality, shall we say. I like that. Against certain logos or teams or players or coaches. Look, we know, and I could speak for Brandon Jacobs, dear friend of mine. Jacobs, yep. Dear friend of mine, saw him yesterday in, at an event last night uh, down in Jersey City. And if you just mention Rex Ryan to him, the eyes bug out yeah. and the flames start coming out of his ears. But they got into it, kind of, They sure right? did. See, but that's what I'm saying. Or, or if you even think about the star on that Cowboys helmet, I mean, he's foaming at the mouth. <laughs> I but, wasn't like that, and I know a lot of guys are not like that, but there are guys like Brandon Jacobs. There are that guys that do him, that. Yeah. That fueled him to play his best Against and those in teams. turn – it fueled his teammates because they were motivated by his enthusiasm to beat those foes. Yeah, I was like that all the time, though. Like me, I wanted to – I was every game I wanted to play my hardest against every single body I played. And then for me it was like player-specific, right? Years ago when I was with the Giants, I knew we had uh, the Oakland Raiders and Marshawn Lynch on the schedule. When I was lifting during the offseason, I was lifting to tackle Marshawn Lynch. You know what I'm saying? Like well, that's it, how I went into it. You also did not want to be part of his highlight film either. Right. I don't blame you. John is back. We're gonna let you slip in here, John, for the last 15 minutes of the program. We just heard from Len, who, uh, well, let let's just say he reminisced about some of the old times and is thinking they're gonna win again this weekend. You you love talking to somebody's old folks. I don't do because because no disrespect, Len. No, but no, for real. Like I'm young when it comes to some of these guys that you know have been you know, part of the Giants franchise enough to see me watching the Giants franchise longer than my grandmother's been born. Like these guys are dropping. Yeah, it was 1952. Like what? What? Holy crap. I'm sorry, that's so I'm long ago. I'm surprised Paul didn't drop any Jim Thorpe stories on oh, you while gosh. he was at it. Well, Steve Owen. And then he asked no. about, he said something about the 60s, 1960s. Like, whoa. Like, Just remember, what are we doing? history always has a place. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yes. I respect it and I appreciate it. But, <laughs> like you said earlier, 
It has nothing to do with this game whatsoever. No, Not even the first game or the second game that they played this year. Yeah, it's funny. Has I, anything to do with this game coming yeah, up? Yeah, and, and I said this to Lance. You know, we talked a lot about the first Vikings game last week, and I thought that game was really relevant. Jonathan, I think it turned out to be. The games, I think, ended up playing a very similar way, right? Right, right. I don't feel that way about the last the, the, the no. previous two Eagles games. I really think this is different. You know, you mentioned it the first game, right? There was no McKinney, no Leonard Williams, no uh, Dory Jackson, who was great, by the way. Check out the Giants on the podcast later today. Um, and then the second game, the Giants didn't play their starters. Right. It was just weird. And yep. I feel like in the first game, the Giants were playing poorly at that point. They had lost. They, A mistake ridden team. They lost two straight. They had the tie against Washington. They weren't playing well. The Eagles were playing great. Now the Eagles aren't playing so great, but the Giants are playing really good. So, I don't say I'm going to throw those games away, Can't. but I'm not taking them as seriously as I did that. The first the, Vikings, the Vikings game. Yeah, the I correct. agree. I fully agree with you. You know, this is a divisional team, you know, so there is a lot of familiarity there, especially going into playing them the third time in the year. But, like, I wouldn't take anything from them first two games. I just take that the Giants have momentum and confidence. Yeah. Nothing schematically wise or anything like that. And I think, you know, when you look at both of these teams, look – it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be, a, a one of the callers said, a, a boxing match. Oh, I forgot to ask Paul to do his Joe Frazier impersonation that he did the other day. Pearson, was that not hilarious? That was great. Smoking Joe Frazier. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't think Frazier ever did that before, ever. So basically it was the boxing equivalent of his salsa is basically what you're telling me. <laughs> It was terrible. <laughs> By the way, do I have to reap since we won last since the Giants won last week and I posted the salsa video the day of the game, do I have to do that again for karma's sake? Yes. I do, Pearson, I do. I yes. like it. I'm with it. Mood. Right. It's going up. Mood. It, it'll it'll go up Saturday. That's huge. When I'm heading down to Philly. It's going up. Make sure you go subscribe to the John Settle Podcast. The podcast features rapid reactions after each game. It was Casillas last week with Madeline Burke. We have a national analyst every week, at least one, sometimes two this week. I talked to Mike Mayock, who did a really nice. good job. Uh, go check. That's up, that's up there right now. We have our show that we had on WFN last night. That's also on there right now. Uh, we might get Daryl Johnston today or tomorrow. He's calling the game for Fox. I'm working on that. No promises. I'm trying. And then we're going to have our preview show go up a little bit later on today. Uh, Brian Dable with Bob Papa. We have Zach Berman from The Athletic who covers the Eagles. He kind of goes into all the nitty-gritty details on them. And then my interview with Dory Jackson, which I just did, and I have to edit and then get to Pearson so he can post it. So make sure you go check it out. The Giants Settle Podcast is on the Giants app, giants.com slash podcast, or find it and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. All right, let's get back to the calls and say what up to Hugo in New Jersey. Hey, Hugo. Hey, good afternoon, guys. I'll, I'll try to keep it as short as I possibly can. Um, you know, it, it's been talked about. The, the talent uh, advantage that the Eagles have is pretty substantial. Um, but I, I do see an area where we might have uh, a bit of an edge. And the way I think about the Eagles team is they've had it a bit too easy this year, and they haven't really been in high-pressure situations. So the way I'd like to see this game play out is keep the pressure on them throughout the game, try to keep it close, and see how they behave so they're just not solely relying on their talent advantage like they have for most of the year. So yeah, Hugo, uh, I, I would say, by the way, I, I'll just jump in real quick, super important, you very important. You cannot get behind two scores early in this game. No. It's going to go south no. real fast. No, no, they, they are the ultimate front runners. They know they're more talented, and they've relied on it all, all year. So you got to keep it close. You got to put them in pressure situations. Now I'm about to. Now having said all that, you got to make every play count, and you got to keep the pressure on them both yep. physically and psychologically. So I'm going to say something that Giant fans won't like, and typically I'm not an advocate of this, but this might be the game where you roll out a guy like Saquon Barkley on kickoff returns because he was great at it at Penn State. And look, I don't look forward to seeing him return. But maybe they make a mistake. They see that and kick it out of bounds. Yeah. Or it's not bad, Hugo. Or something else. It's not you bad. You try to get an explosive out of it. Because, you know, returning it to the 20, what do you get out of that, right? you got to try to do something different and keep the pressure on them at every opportunity. That's the only way we win this game. Yeah, and you know, Hugo, thanks for the call, man. Good stuff. I like that. I like the outside-the-box like thinking. That. Yeah, for real. Look, you, this is, look, you have three games left. Everything you got in your box, 
This is the one seed. This could be, theoretically, even if the Giants go all the way, this could be the toughest game they have all playoffs. Yeah. It could be. Yeah, for sure. So you got to break everything out. And, you know, maybe not to start the game, but if you're down a couple scores in the fourth and they're kicking it off to you. Man, I remember when the Giants put Odell back at punt return. Yeah. And he cribbed it. And he called it back. He cribbed it. I ain't never seen nobody move that fast on a <laughs> on a kick return or punt return ever in my life. And I was part of um <clears throat> oh man. Oh well, I can't think of his name right now. Miami. He played at Miami. Uh uh Devin Hester. Oh. I was part, I was on the play where he scored his record breaking touchdown. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was against the Bucks. Was that man. on the was that on the missed field goal? No, 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 no. Oh, it was a punt return. Oh, it was a punt return. Okay. Oh, man, he was moving so fast. But I look, I, I I, didn't think about that. I didn't think about putting Saquon on special teams. I really didn't think about that. But, I, man. Honestly, I'd be fine with it. I would be, too. I'd be okay with that. But I then again, I was too. the same one that said I was okay using a Dory. So and then people got mad at me for that. Well, so I mean, in hindsight, of course, the kid yeah. gets hurt. Yeah. Like, in the first game he plays kick, uh, a punt returner, you know, but, I mean, Saquon's built a little bit differently I agree. than Dory Jackson, and he did it at a very high level in college for, I think, I don't know if his, if his whole time. And I would also say kick is different than punt. I think punt, you know, you get, you know, what happened with him, you catch it right away, a guy comes at yeah. you, I think there's a little bit 15, more. You got 15, 20 yeah. yards to run, mm-hmm. and, and you get Saquon running with that much, you know, steam, and look... I think Saquon, I think his vision can improve when he's running the ball, but it's a little bit different at kick return. You know, I feel like you can see the field a little bit more, and if you hit that thing running at full speed, that gives you, like, if you're cautious, you know, I, I like a kid from New Brunswick, my hometown, I watched him uh, play. His name is Eli, and he was- Manning? He was cautious. Just kidding. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was, like, kind of cautious running tiptoeing, right? And I said, bro, when you get that ball in your hands, especially on kick return, promo return, you got to hit that thing as fast as you can. I play defense. If somebody's running really fast and I'm taking an angle on him, if he slow down, I'm going to knock him out. But if you keep running, I have to adjust my angle. Right. He started scoring touchdowns after that, Schmelke. That's what what I'm saying is, What I'm saying is you get Saquon back deep, man, getting them kick returns, man. Oh, that could be dangerous. He could be special back there for oh, the Giants. Hugo, you got, you got JC excited, man. I, I, never, I didn't think about that, Smokey. The Giants official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV and the Giants mobile app. Hey, Giant fans, take your fandom to the next level with the Giants season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. Tommy in Florida. Tommy. Yes, hello. Yes, go ahead, Tommy. Yes. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing, uh, gentlemen? All right, man. Take us off speaker if you can, Tommy. It sounds like you're on speaker there. One second, one second, one second. Could you hear me now? Oh, yeah, that's a lot better. better. Absolutely. Yes, I want to. I want to. I want to just say one thing that I'm gonna get into. What I want to say, Daniel Jones is everything that represents the Giants. I just want to start off by saying that. I know when you draft a quarterback, when you draft a guy, you go by the tangibles or you know the physical, the physicalities of a quarterback or any type of player. But outside of football, he just he just everything that represents the Giants organization. Just how like. Poise he is, the professionalism he is, just the way Daniel Jones go about work every day and just be a professional. He represents the Giants. Man. I'm just, I, I, I wouldn't want to have no other quarterback. I want to have no other quarterback. Okay. And another thing I want to say, I want to take, I'll take this off air. I think the two X factors going to be in the game Saturday. Our offense going to be either Richie James or Darius Slayton, but on defense. We got to have a big game from Darnay Holmes. And I'll take it off there. Thank you. Interesting. You know, they are. I don't think we have the injury report yet, but Brian Dable did say before practice at his press conference, no, no official report yet, that he thought the only two guys appearing on that report would be Aziz and Moreau. That's why Cordell Flott was on the field in that game last week, by the way. Moreau hurt his mm. hip. 
I was always, I was kind of wondering. He played I'm like, really well too. Wait, did. Do you know how many yeah. snaps he played in the game? <laughs> and he made some yeah. plays and he was in there. I'll tell you what though, if that throw play, if that first one that he knocked away was thrown a little bit more mm-hmm. in front of the receiver, it probably would have been caught. But again, do you know why it wasn't thrown further ahead of the receiver? Because 97 was in yeah, man. Cousins' face. Um, but, you know, they do put Devontae Smith in the slot a decent amount. Quez Watkins is actually a pretty good player, too. Yep. Nobody talks about him. And by the way, I thought Darnay Holmes as a tackler last week against Minnesota yeah. was tremendous. He had a really good game. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. so, too. And they really didn't they didn't attack him much as, 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 as a cover guy, I thought. So yep. I thought I'm with you. I thought he played a real nice game last week. You know, yeah, look, I think Darnay Holmes is going to be important. Um, I don't know how much he's going to find himself on Brown and Smith based on where they line those guys up. But look, every no one can have. I want to go. X, I want to go X factors in this game. X factors, give it. me what do you got. Brought it up. Give it to me. What do you got? I think X-Factors. offensively, uh, I think you got to go Evan Neal. You know, uh, I think hundred percent with you. You know, he's a guy who has struggled this year, and you know, <laughs> if you're a team that has seventy sacks and you have the guy that's struggling at one of those tackle positions, I think you're just thinking that he's fresh meat. And, you know, and, and by the way, lips. the way Hassan Reddick plays and is built is exactly the stuff that gives, gives him problems. trouble because yep. he's smaller he's and he's Smith. quicker. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Um, and then defensively, got to go with Sexy Dexy. You know, like he's going to be involved in every play. Pam when and man, we're on the same page. <laughs> when, he's, when he's on the field, like, for example, he said Darnay Holmes. Darnay Holmes, if he's on the field 100% of the plays, He's not going to be involved in 100% of the plays. Dexter will be. If Dexter Lawrence, he's not going to play 100% of the plays. He's going to be more like maybe 90 because he does play a lot on defensive line. But he's going to be involved in every single play when he's out there for that 90%. And, and, and I mean, the guy, no one's playing better than him right now. Yeah, and look, you know? and, and, and he's right in front of the quarterback. It's that Pilates. Yeah, it's the, it's Pilates, the Pilates. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, in, in, in that first game, he played well, but it was a it wasn't loud. He only had one quarterback hit, no sacks. You know, Jason Kelsey, you know, who knows all the tricks, did a good job against him. If Dexter, look, he's going to play well because he's too good of a player not to play well. But if he isn't very noisy, is the word I'll use, and it, you're not, and you're not noticing him a lot yeah. in both. By the way, the run and, and the, the pass, pass game. I'm talking both now. It could be a long day. Yeah. You need your best players to be dominant in yep. a game like this. 100%. And it's a tough matchup because Jason Kelsey's awesome. He, he don't have to be dominant. He just can't he be to, quiet. He has to, he, right. he has he to be noisy. He can't be quiet. He like you said, you said noisy. I like that. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to be dominant. No. Like he doesn't have to have three sacks or anything like that. But he needs to have people accounting for him. We need to notice him right. during the game. You need to be kicking Kelsey's butt more than he's kicking your butt. Yes. It, it has to be better than break even. Yes. It isn't going to be, oh, he made Jason Kelsey look like a scrub. That's just not going to happen. Jason Probably Kelsey's really too not. good. Right. But Probably you need not. to say, boy. Even though he made Quentin Nelson look like a little boy <laughs> in one of those plays. <laughs> like, you need to have Dexter Lawrence be noticed and – much like he did at the end of the Vikings game, on big third downs and crucial situations, that's when he needs to win. Yep, 100% and I now, agree with that. And do you know what makes Jalen Hurts such a pain in the butt? Unlike Kirk Cousins, Dexter Lawrence could do that. And he's out. And then Jalen Hurts can just run and get the hell he's out of out. there. He's, that's, he's out. And it's the same with Daniel, yep. right? You got you know Fletcher Cox or Javon Hardgrave or, to your point, Reddick and Graham against Neal or even Josh Sweat, who's gonna looks like he's going to play in yep. this game, going up against Andrew Thomas. That's what makes guys like Jones and Hurts so dangerous is that you can win and do everything right as a defense, and their ability to run beats you anyway. Yep. It's so it, frustrating. It, it definitely sucks the confidence out of you at a defense when you feel like you are doing the right things and everything's covered and your pass rush lanes are good, and then all of a sudden the quarterback just slips out the B-gap for 12, 14 yards on third and 10. It's the worst. Yeah. Or runs for four yards in a third and three, like whatever. Right. Like, it's just so um, deflating is mm-hmm. the word I would use. It yeah, is. It's just, it's, it's it and is. that's what makes the but Eagles so tough, man. The Eagles got a guy like that. And, so and the Giants, the Giants yeah. got a guy like that. And I think, that, look, I know you said I'm with you. I wouldn't use DJ on as many design runs as they did last week. And frankly, they, I don't think the design runs were all that effective. They didn't, a lot right. of them didn't gain that many yards. Yeah. But I do think he's going to have to be a big factor with his legs in this game, probably more as a scrambler than a runner if the Giants want to win. Do you remember leading up to the first Eagles week? We talked I, about I it. I was talking about mm-hmm. putting the game into Daniel Jones' hands mm-hmm. 
and you were like, so you want to go, you know, in a pass against the number one or number two at the time sack defense in the league. You was like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I'm not, because I was talking about going deep too. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about sitting back in the pocket, five step, seven step drop and throwing deep. No, but put the ball into Daniel Jones's hands. Have an option to get the ball to your other best player and to Saquon Barkley. Yep. And now these receivers have stepped up this year. They've playing, they're playing at a really high level. Isaiah Hodgins, he's going against Patrick Peterson the last two out of four weeks. Did well. He did very well mm-hmm. against him with the hurt ankle, too. That's insane. And then Richie James, he stepped up, like I said before. If he don't fumble, if he don't drop passes, he's a very good receiver this year. And by the way, I think Richie James against um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is actually a pretty good matchup. Yeah. Remember, he's Richie a safety James by trade. Get open. I know he can. He can get I open. I sh- out of all the... Wide receiver corner matchups, like that's the one I probably like the best. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like Hodgins has been so good. Bradbury's not a great matchup for him because yeah. Bradbury's physical and Hodgins doesn't have that speed to and run he's away tall from and him. Long and long right. Arm, long and arm. I think Slay has the speed to stay with Slayton. Right. Yep. In my opinion. No, I agree. Feel free to disagree. I agree. But you know they don't have a. The, it doesn't look like Avante Maddox is going to play. He's got the toe injury. You think it's a Richie James game? I think it could. If you and look, you have to get rid of the ball quick, right? Yep. And when you have to get rid of the ball quick. You're targeting the guys over the middle over the and middle. the slot yep, receiver. That's what I was going to say. So yep. I'm with you. <clears throat> Jones to Richie James. Run the football with Saquon. Supplement it with DJ. Run Ball the ball. had a good game the scrambling. first game, too, yeah. against, against the Eagles. Because, look, the Eagles aren't dominant against the run. They're dominant against the pass. Mm-hmm. And they'll destroy you if you sit back and drop, the ball, or drop back 50 times. That's not what the Giants want. Yeah. The Giants need to establish a mm-hmm. run and keep it going, even if you, you give up a little bit of a lead. You know, continue continuously run that ball because at the end of the day, they're going to make a mistake. And if they don't, then it's going to be a long day for the Giants. I know I wasn't on when Len called. I'm sure Len probably said this. If he didn't, I'm just going to say what I thought he would have said, which is your best players got to play great. Yeah, I agree. Your best players got to play great if yep. you want to be the team like your the Eagles. Your best players got to play like they're your best players. And then one of these younger guys, one of these, you know, lower on the roster guys, somebody has to step up and have a great game. I'm with you. JC, good stuff. No doubt, baby. You guys like this? Go check us out on the pregame show on Saturday night, 6.15 on WFAN. JC will be with Mr. Meadow at the studios of WFAN. I will be down in Philly trying to stop Paul Dottino from starting fights with belligerent (laughs) Philadelphia fans. Though, once he's on the game, once he's on the sideline during the game, I have no control over him, and then all bets are off. That'll be Howard's job, and at least he's... He's physically able to keep people away from Paul, which is good. So thanks for being with us. We'll be back with another BBKL tomorrow. Lance and I at 1230. We'll do one more final preview of Giants and Eagles. And I'll be back with BBKL next week. Absolutely. By the way, win or loss, but you'll be back after a win, hopefully. For JC, I'm Schmelk. We'll see you next time on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.